Hello, world singers. My name is Brooke. And I'm Tyler. And this is Cosmere Cosmere Conversations. with some more details about life on Scadrial to prepare us for the Lost Metal coming so soon now. It is entirely possible by when you are listening to this episode that the Lost Metal is already out and you can go get it. However, if you're one of the super nerds and just getting this day of, we really appreciate you. We appreciate everyone, which is why we have prepared a deep look at trellism and the set and how they are using maybe abusing trellism on scadrial yes there is so much interesting questions information about trellism in general but also trellism specifically on scadrial as i think we mentioned in a previous episode trellism goes back really far on Scadrial, at least like the general concept, which is fascinating. And there's still plenty of questions as to how it relates to the current Trellism in Era 2 and Trell being an avatar of autonomy. Like we still don't know exactly how those pieces are connected, but I find them incredibly interesting. And then the set tying into this in a very interesting way, particularly given the very, very, very end of Bands of Mourning, which we will talk about. Let's first go way back into time before the era of the Lord Ruler, before any of the characters that we know. There is a religion that is passed down, eventually getting into Zay's metal mines, that he tells us about trelogism. Now, trelogism, well, actually, let's just go straight to the quote. Do you want to yeah. read this? Yeah, let's do it. Quote, Trell was worshipped by a group known as the Nilazan, a people who lived far to the north. In their land, the day and night cycle was very odd. During some months of the year, it was dark for most of the day. During the summer, however, it only grew dark for a few hours at a time. The Nilazan believed that there was beauty in darkness and that the daylight was more profane. They saw the stars as the thousand eyes of Trell watching them. The sun was the single jealous eye of Trell's brother, Nalt. Since Nalt only had one eye, he made it blaze brightly to outshine his brother. The Nilazan, however, were not impressed and preferred to worship the quiet Trell, who watched over them even when Nalt obscured the sky, end quote. And that is the pitch that Sazed gives Vin about Trellogism. This is the first time that we ever hear the word trell. And I want to simply follow it up with a quote from a little while later, continuing this conversation that Vin and Zaze has. He says this, quote, It really is a good religion, Mistress Vin, Zay said. Very gentle, yet very powerful. The Nelazan were not an advanced people, but they were quite determined. They mapped the entire night sky, counting and placing every major star. End quote. So we see a connection between their religious belief in Trell and the practical applications mm-hmm. that maybe why Zazed has 
their information stored in his metal mind. Like, this makes sense to me looking at the religion holistically and across time is like, what thing of value did they really provide to the historical record? What made them last when Mm. some other religions were lost? It may have been this map of the night sky is like a clear indication of like value outside of their own religion. Well, and Sazed actually uses their star charts yeah in order to place scadriel back into its correct orbit and so we are then in a reliance or a strange bit of mirrored responsibility where zazed is responsible for fixing everything but he's doing that based on the history that was in his metal mines yeah of course relying on that history to be accurate and to come from people who were doing accurate work in the past yeah There are a lot of sort of interesting little details in this description of trilogism that Mm -hmm. we can, in the way that we do, probably way over speculate about the importance of them. Let's dive deep into that's what we do here. Over speculation shard pool. That's what we can call it. We're just gonna go for a little swim in our over speculation pool. I believe that the most interesting thing is this division between the thousand eyes of Trell, represented by all the stars in the dark sky, and the brother Nalt, the single eye of the sun. Normally, we see a lot of sun worship, and this is the opposite, which I found really interesting. It is interesting. And it's also the second religion that we've seen in the Cosmere with two competing brother gods. Uh, So someone did ask Brandon about this. Word of Brandon, user by the name of Paladin Brewster, and this is all paraphrased, quote, is there a link between Trell and Nalt from Mistborn and New Relic and Vunmakik from Stormlight? No, there isn't. Maybe just tenuously. End quote. And as a sort of afterthought or asterisk, uh, the person that transcribed this exchange uh, added that Brandon sort of seemed confused about the question. So take that as you will. But then we get this a little bit later where the questioner says, quote, in the ancient religion with Trell, the god, he had a brother, Nalt. Is Nalt in any relation to Nalthus, the planet? <laughs> That's a good question. Hmm. I'm going to raffo that for now. End quote. So we get a non-confirmation, maybe even a little bit of confusion regarding the question of Nalt related to New Relic and Vunmakak, but a positive association with Nalt and Nalthus. I found... I mean, maybe. I kind of think that that second word of Brandon is maybe somewhat of a misdirect with the Raffo. Because and it's so I, broad and just saying, is there any relation yeah. between Nalt and Nalthus? Yeah, yeah. Plus, I think sometimes Brandon just likes to Raffo things like to make us speculate. <laughs> and my thought, though, is that maybe it's not connected to Nalthus, but maybe there is a connection to another Cosmere planet. And perhaps because of this relationship to light and dark in the Trelogism religion. Maybe this is like more support for Trell being autonomy, who is of course mostly on Taldane, which is tidally locked, lightness, darkness, 
maybe there's something there. If there were an area of Scadrial that mimicked the life on Taldane, that hard divide between light and dark, it would make sense that it was in a region that had a similar structure because they're so far north. They get that weird aspect of long terms of dark and long terms of light. And then my guess would be that the those people would probably have been originally darksiders, which would be like why they were worshiping the nighttime. That would be my guess. Okay, so you're going way back that there were an original group of world hoppers yeah. who came from Darkseid, yeah. settled in the north and became these people. The Trilogists. Yes. Yeah. That is Maybe. really that interesting. That is like <laughs> crazy speculation. But. My concept is softer, but it's that the situation that existed for those on Taldane was similar to these group of trilogists mm-hmm. on Scadrill, and that when any people are in similar circumstances, they are going to gravitate towards these specific religions based on the shards, that it's like a gravity well. Autonomy's out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. We'll say on Taldane as the sun. But that presence is felt as far as Scadrill because they're all connected. And so... If you exist in a situation that kind of leads you towards looking at autonomy, Mm. you're going to like follow that more and more is my soft concept. Because I don't think that they're necessarily world hoppers. Your concept is that they're world hoppers. Yeah, but you think they are just like intuiting a shard and on a completely different planet? I feel like it's closer that they're hearing the song of autonomy across time and space because they're in the same situation more likely than that would be that autonomy would have searched for people with similar qualities it's weird though because on taldane autonomy primarily presents as the sun so if anything these would be like anti-autonomous trilogists (laughs) that's if trell is autonomy or autonomy was like you have to worship me no matter what you worship, and therefore I will create an avatar that is your god. That's Trell, like, a corrupted kind creepy. of... Yes, I like that way more, that autonomy is <laughs> all broken in a weird way, and it's just like, you think you can yeah, worship like, someone, not me? Whatever you want to worship, it will be me. It will always be me. Every time you turn around, I'll be there. That is... I'll be watching you. It actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the heralds and their madness or or the way that their magical malady is a reflection of who they were and kind of like their own personality twisted. If autonomy, if a baseline autonomy was like everybody gets choices, that's what autonomy means, right? But then a corrupted version of autonomy, a twisted version would say you get Whatever choice you want, but the only choice you can make is me. Mm. You can have it in whatever form is important to you, but it's always going to be me. It's going to be me. Exactly. I think that that is the song that Autonomy is singing. That's his tone. (laughs) This is apparently Brooke's musical interlude episode. (laughs) To me, that makes a lot of sense in terms of what maybe is the similarity between all of these people is that they're, they're looking for something. And on Taldane, the lightsiders see autonomy in the sun, and we've experienced culture 
on that side through white sand. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen a lot of the Darksiders. I assume that they are yeah. also praying to something that in reality is autonomy, but they might think it's different than the sun. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. But there is like an indisputable fact, which is that like the sun is the shard. And like that is true because the investiture comes from the sun and is infused into the sand. You know, like you can't, that's not a question. That's not a like matter of what you believe. That is a literal fact. But let's take the mythology from the Scadrians about Nalt, the sun, mm-hmm. being a jealous god. Mm-hmm. If we connect that concept of, yes, 100% Taldane situation, autonomy is the sun, that's investiture power, the source. Mm-hmm. If he's actually a jealous god, then he would feel really angry about like the tidally locked aspect of his planet if there was a Mm. contradictory god on the other side yeah so my concept is that he wouldn't allow that to exist he would take a new form become autonomous well because we know of all the shards autonomy at least is the only one we know of right now that creates these multiple avatars of itself so yeah you would think it would just like spawn a couple shard babies and put them into the stars on the other side yes and then have everyone praying to the stars on dark side for the southern scadrians they would name it trell or the thousand eyes of trell in reality it's just another version of autonomy i love that concept that the really what we're dealing with here is like a very jealous girlfriend be like (laughs) she's banging she's looking great as the sun but then anytime someone glances at a tiny little star, she's like, Nina, I'm going to split off a little self. Make sure that's in front of you. That's the thing you're always going to worship and always be brought back to. It's interesting because obviously as we're talking about all of this, there is still just a lot of ambiguity and questions. And Says actually specifically says that the trilogism religion was like meant to be ambiguous that there were a lot of issues that they didn't really have hard doctrine about because part of the religion was allowing the followers of the religion to discover the truth for themselves and they were encouraged to pray to trell and like you know wait for sort of the answer from god and that that god trell would respond to their petitions and so there was a little bit of like individuality or autonomy about it but that also does cause some uncertainty about what exactly is supposed to be happening within this religion it certainly reminds me of pathianism yes very much so which is zazed religion for the most part and that concept of you can pray you can have a direct intervention with god he's yeah. personally or they are personally listening and but that like the sort of solid tenants are pretty minimal yeah you got to kind of like figure it out for yourself yeah so zazed certainly seems to be a fan of trilogism 100 percent. let's connect the two that's the deep lore and kind yes. of the pre-misborn era one stuff let's trilogism And then in our modern era, we have trellism. That's the distinction we're going to use and how we hope to linguistically separate what we're talking about here. Modern trellism 
seems very different. Yeah, it is unclear, like, exactly how we got from trellagism to trellism, because the the trellists say, like, hey, we're just practicing this religion that was written down in the words of founding. You know, it's one of it's one of the OGs, so it's all cool here. But there seem to be some like big differences that definitely call into question, are you really practicing the religion that was in the words of founding? Or are you just taking that name and slapping it onto a whole different thing for legitimacy? This is one of my biggest fears is that we kind of presented one possibility of autonomy as the jealous girlfriend who needs to be in front of everyone in worship. But what if it's more like a virus that what existed on Scadriel was trilogism, but then autonomy comes in like a virus and takes over that religion. Yeah, and like co-opts it for... But really is just like using it as the workstation to pump out his own religion, which is trellism. Yeah, I would not be surprised if that was the case. It certainly seems like Trell came to the planet with the religion versus the people like discovering and or creating the religion on their own. We have some interesting sort of tenets that are presented for our modern day Trellism. Miles believes that Trell created him and presumably other metalborn, quote, to see wrongs righted end quote. And he also thinks that the teachings of Trellism prove that Metalborn and or maybe just Twinborns are special in some way. We never actually hear the precise religious teachings that like make Miles believe this, but that's his impression of what the religion teaches. Now he takes that to an extreme, clearly, But I do think that there is an interesting aspect of survivorism, the more popular religion during Era 2, and this inherent belief in a specialness Mm -hmm. of the Meadowborn. Because, of course, survivorists are praying mainly to a Mistborn. Yeah, Yeah. an incredibly powerful Meadowborn. And they have kind of elevated, in many ways, these figures of their past and like Mm -hmm. that's the important aspect of their religion that to me seems very close to well if Mistborn Kelsier was amazing Lord Mistborn is amazing we should treat all Meadowborn as amazing and maybe well but I think they should be better than us or lead us like Miles believes I think there's a difference there because because of the emphasis on worshiping the survivor and survivorism Mm mm-hmm they, you have to remember that they don't have Mistborn anymore. So Kelsier is many magnitudes better, yes. more divine Mythical. in this instance than any Metalborn that exists on their world. So to them, those two things are not the same. They're not going to say, because Kelsier is great, all Metalborn are great. They're like, no, you are a pale human shadow of this divine being who was a Mistborn. Who, funnily enough, now is a pale shadow of what he once <laughs> that was. That is true. My only point is to continually remind us of like how there may have been twists on the existing religions, the existing 
we'll say, religious energy that may have been adopted and twisted by autonomy or trell to create trellism. So Miles kind yeah. of could be taking a vibe that exists in Mistborn Era 2 and then turning it up to 11. Yeah, maybe. Because again, like we don't really hear any of the specific religious tenets of trellism. We only hear how adherents of the religion like interpret what they hear, but we don't have a primary source, so to speak. Sure. So for Miles, he kind of has this concept of wanting to stick it to the people in power, you know, yeah. stick it to the man. He's definitely got like a social justice sort of angle that perhaps comes from his religion. He's upset that the people in the basin let the people in the roughs sort of like languish and didn't care about those people. And what I find most interesting about Miles' philosophy is what Wax calls out maybe as the thing that makes him divergent or that doesn't align logically and so therefore showing why Miles is a villain. But the concept that part of being a lawman was being jealous of the criminals who were allowed mm. to take their power, use it how they wanted, yeah. you know, gain riches or, or abuse the system. You, as the lawman, want to do that. You want to use yeah, your to power break the rules. to break the rules, but you can't. And so you devote yourself to making sure that nobody else can either. Because if you did it with all your power, be it metalborn power, or if we're just talking about police, like the power of the state that is behind you, but because you're not allowed to use your power for badness, then nobody else can either. But Miles and what Wax was pointing out is like, well, you, you broke that code. You you did not follow that path, but it's there in the back of your mind, in the back of his mind, in the back of all law people's mind is like a jealousy that they can't break the rules in the same way. I feel like that's a haunting way of viewing his job as a lawkeeper and how close they all are. Do you think that that ties back to his religion? Do you think that's coming from Trellism? I do believe that what Wax is calling out there is Miles went too far. So why did he go too far? I'm seeing this influence of Trellism as the primary reason that he went too far. All of a sudden, he had many excuses or rationales for this jealousy. Why is he jealous? Well, because not only do lawbreakers get to use their power, but so do the Elendelites, people who are claiming to, you know, be working for the good of society. They get to abuse their power. Everybody's abusing their power. Now it's my turn. Mm. We're going to turn the screws a little bit. I feel like it's almost more like Miles is upset that, like, he almost has too much autonomy. He's all by himself. Like, he's the only one trying to bring criminals to justice. He's not getting any help from other people who have power, like you're saying, either metalborn or just political power. That seemed to me what he was like angry about of like, you're going to put all these people out here and then you're not going to protect them. And I've been trying for years and years and years, but like, I'm just one person. I can't do it. And you left me out here by myself. That might be his initial, you know, descent into madness. That's like the first step down the path. But eventually he comes to the point of like, no, I'm better than everyone else. I am the blood maker extreme, you know. The Yeah, yeah, of course he, there's like a 
changes a in a point way. where it sort of turns in a yes. weird way. Yeah. And that- I'm just trying to drill down on like, what can we find out about Trellism by examining the behaviors of people who claim to practice it? So that's Miles. Let's go over to Palm from Shadows of Self. Yeah, who's a little bit of a different circumstance, but I decided to throw her in here too. Well, I think it's really important because if there's anyone who has been legitimately impacted by Trell, it has to be Palm because she yeah. has been spiked I mean, by yeah, Trell's metal. Physically impacted. Yes, exactly. And of course, her whole thing is trying to liberate people from Harmony's grasp or control She also believes that the people in power, like the governor and Wax, so like Metalborns and priests, are furthering Harmony's control over people. So kind of a different vibe than Miles, who wants to like take down people in power, but sort of for a different reason. Palm has that aspect of a puppet who can see the strings and wants to cut all of the strings. Yeah, and we don't really hear Miles saying, like, everyone should be free from God. He's more just like, different people should be in power. Exactly. So a little bit of a difference there, although they are united in their passion for taking down the establishment of Elendil. Yeah, that's kind of the problem of punk rock. We could, like, sometimes punk rock is really awesome, but occasionally you just run in to assholes who want to break everything yeah it's like just anarchy yeah exactly and there's a a weird balance and a weird element of discovery that you got to figure out like what type of punk rock is good for you (laughs) but a lot of times when you're in a punk rock scene be that on schedule or on earth you're just going to run into assholes because they're attracted to that chaos yeah miles is attracted to the chaos maybe palm wasn't but she was like forced into it and then her brain kind of broke a bunch of times and was yeah. re-put together and stuff. So I don't want to say that she is, she's my, maybe not as consenting in this takeover of Trell. Yeah. It kind of ha- happened to her in some ways. But what if we take Palm's story as a servant of Harmony, servant of the Lord Ruler, who is then broken by experience, my question would be, what does Palm's story have in connection with Miles? And what does it have in connection with the people that we talked about from long before Mistborn Era 1, the Trelegis? Mm-hmm. What's similar between all of those individuals? What like was open for Trell to come in? You know, If it's a spiritual realm aspect, like a little broken spiritual DNA, and the Spren can get in, what was broken in them that allowed Trell to get in? Yeah, and I think that's where we sort of come back to. We don't even know if Trellagism and Trellism are the same thing. I mean, fundamentally, I think that Palm felt betrayed by Harmony. And so in the same way that Miles wants to take down the political establishment of Elendel, Palm wants to take down the shard establishment basically and it's just like this shard is terrible down with the queen basically yeah well, <laughs> and I like mean, and then the first other thing that shows up and is like i mean i could be your shard she's like fine any shard other than the one we have you know is good i'm down for basically is my impression but then we also have a third trellis that we see edwarn and 
Ed Warren doesn't really seem to have any of the same drives as Miles or Palm. He seems to be going for some type of democratization of the metallurgic powers, you know, trying to produce them in ways other than just random genetic chance. But he also, like, only wants certain people to have the democratization of the powers, so yeah. not really democratic. You know like, what I would call democracy? It's He wants a... But he wants them to be divorced from, again, like the random chance. He wants right. to be able to produce them outside of genetics. He wants control over the metallurgists in society yeah. and doesn't want them to be in harmony's control or is presenting as random chance. Yeah. His and- efforts to breed alamancers his hunt for not only different metals like the trell metal but also things like et metal and into the the bands of mourning i think is what we are going to see from the set going forward and how they are going to kind of grow in the lost metal well we'll see it does appear that the set is a trellist organization. We don't actually have that solid confirmed. It might just be like Edwarn and some of the set are trellis, but I think the whole organization like is an organization of trell. And with that, let's transition into talking about the set. The key concept that I think Edwarn brings to the set, to summarize their philosophy, would be, quote, the day of mighty men to be worshipped has gone, and with its passing goes the right of alamancers to power, end quote. So this idea of controlling, maybe even innovating or creating new elements of metallurgy, like what is possible, what hasn't been seen before or hasn't been seen since the Lord Ruler's time, so on and so forth. That's where their focus is. Yeah. And like you said, they have a bunch of different ways that they are trying to do this, including possibly breeding maybe misborns, or maybe they're just trying to make more twinborns, or just trying to increase the amount of allomancy in bloodlines. They're also, of course, playing with hemallergy. I'm wondering if they were given the knowledge of hemallergy by Trell, that would make sense to me. And then, of course, they're also trying to, like, incite war or destabilize the current government and have the set take over Elendel. Those are sort of their, like, primary objectives as the set so far. I believe that their focus on, you know, taking over and becoming the entity in control is going to be very much thrown off and made difficult by the introduction of the Southern Scadrians. I could be wrong because that could, of course, just break their society and make it easier for the set to take over. But I actually believe that they're playing on divisions primarily within the Elendel Basin, and those divisions are going to fall away as a external enemy mm-hmm. rises and that it's actually going to be harder for them to accomplish these goals now that we have the introduction of the southern scadrians and maybe even like technology that's ahead of where the set mm-hmm. wanted to be like maybe they were moving towards what the southern scadrians have but now the southern scadrians are here and trading 
with Elendel. Yeah. So it's like undercutting a lot of well, the set's efforts. The set has taken some of the technology that they've found from the Southern Scadrians. So they will have some of that technology themselves. I question how much of a future the set really has. Like you're saying they're probably going to play a really big role in the Lost Metal, and maybe they will, but this event at the end of Bands of Mourning really makes me wonder if, like, actually the set is just going to be gone, and we're going to be looking at a completely other conflict in the Lost Metal, which is going to be much, much grander. I know this is a little bit of like a spoiler for you because you're not done with your Bands of Morning reread yet. <laughs> That's okay. I have read the book before yeah, yeah, once yeah. or twice. <laughs> soft spoilers. No, but... no, no. No soft spoilers here. Hashtag all spoilers all the time. <laughs> of course, at the end of Bands of Morning, we have that just mind-blowing scene where we find out that the set has its own quote-unquote faceless immortals not clear if they're actually the same as the faceless immortals or if they're a completely different thing that has been made by trell they have glowing red eyes they appear to be the servants of trell and i would love to just go through the conversation that edwarn has with one of these red-eyed faceless immortals at the ends of band of mourning i've cut out sort of all the middle pieces so it really is like just the conversation okay stay with us here folks i'm gonna play ed warren and brooke is going to play the red-eyed faceless immortal or the refi quote two weeks is longer than i expected our timeline is not yours i was not complaining merely observing i'm perfectly willing to wait upon trell's pleasure are you it's our understanding that you push for an acceleration i was merely stating my perspective so that a proper discourse can be engaged you didn't break or spill secrets. I did not. We are impressed. Thank you. The timeline will be accelerated as you have requested. Excellent. What is that? Our accelerated pace will no longer require the set to have its full hierarchy. But you need us to rule, to manage civilization on- No longer. Recent advances have made civilization here too dangerous. Allowing it to continue risks further advances we cannot control, and so we have decided to remove life on this sphere instead. Thank you for your service. It has been accepted. You will be allowed to serve in another realm. But- The creature engaged the explosive device, blowing itself and suit to oblivion. End quote. Really mind-blowing when you have really three books building up Edwarn, Mr. Yeah. Suit, as this huge villain. And then the one-two punch of you will be allowed to serve in another realm, I'm like very intrigued. Yeah. And then we've blown up. Bam! Yeah. Seems like serving in another realm is going to be difficult if you are blown up in the physical realm. <laughs> yeah, there is a question of like, if that is real, how are they like resurrecting Edwarn? But I mean, I think this is exactly the threat that we are going to be seeing in The Lost Metal, where we have this question of like, is Scadriel going to survive at all? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that this exact event that the red-eyed faceless immortal is talking about is the event that harmony cannot see past right exactly that there is some planet killing event being planned and perhaps you know there's nothing to say that this faceless immortal is not the only one that's been dispatched to members of the set to kill them so i do wonder 
if the set even exists anymore. Yeah. I think that what we have been talking about, this concept of Trell stepping in and maybe taking over religions, twisting religions that did exist, is exactly what Trell may have just done at the end of Bands of Mourning with the set. They were serving a purpose, loosely connected to Trell, and now Trell has stepped in and said like, no, you're done. My agents are going to fill in what is ever necessary to accomplish the final goal, which is eliminating life all across Scadrial. Or there was some other goal in mind, but as this red-eyed immortal says, recent advances, whatever that means, like maybe that's technology, maybe that's the bomb that exists, make civilization too dangerous, and so they're just like, nah, we're going to scrap this one. It certainly seems that the red-eyed faceless immortals present an interesting dilemma here on Scadrial because my question is, did Trell create his own faceless immortals Mm -hmm. or does Trell have faceless immortals throughout the Cosmere and these are just other ones? I want to be a little bit more specific. Is the thing that we're seeing a mist wraith from Scadrial that Trell has dropped spikes into, making it a Trell faceless Uh immortal? Or is it something he created off-world that, like, uses the same knowledge of Mistwraith slash Kandra, and it's, like, his version of a Kandra? Yeah, I would lean towards thinking that this is an agent of Trell that is not a Kandra. It seems very different from Palm, for example, Mm -hmm. who was a Kandra spiked by autonomy. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't seem to be the same thing. I think this is, like, its own agents that have just been sent to Scadrial and because Scadrians know of faceless immortals that's how they are conceptualizing of the agents but I think there is something completely different that's interesting I am kind of of the assumption that maybe going back to this concept of autonomy more as a virus than anything else that he's looking for the weaknesses that exist on the planet And one of the weaknesses created by the Lord Ruler, but then foolishly kept over by Harmony, Mm -hmm. is the Mist Wraith to Chandra connection. Like, that is a weakness inherent on Skadriel that Trell is then taking advantage of. So there's a bunch of Mist Wraiths around, and he just goes, I'll use four or five of these for my own. Unlike Palm, who was a long-serving Chandra with their own personality— and their own spikes in history. I think it's just there is there is a an alien feeling about this entire conversation that makes me feel like Trell has sent aliens, like has it's an outside influence that has infiltrated this planet, has perhaps played a part in persuading people to even create mm-hmm. the set. Like, period. Like, I wonder if the, the you know, seed, the whisper in the ear of, like, the set's creation came from Trell to begin with. And then you have these sort of alien agents who are talking about the planet as, you know, this sphere. And just the way that it is speaking makes it very much sound like an alien and not like a chondra. Well, my concept would be this is not a chondra. This is full autonomy. 
It is his metal dropped into a mist wraith. Right, is but then, that would still be a chondra. I mean, no, it, it's not a chondra. It is only a physical representation of Trell on this planet. And he is then able to have You think it's full, more like an avatar? I think it's like an avatar, yes. But so what we're hearing, that alienness that you're hearing, is shard alienness. It is Trell speaking through this thing. But then it's talking about Trell in the third person. Of course, you know, as are one you weird like Trell willing to, to wait upon Trell's pleasure? And and then it's also like talking in the plural of like, we're doing this, we're doing that. And I think Edward says there are like many faceless, red eyed, faceless immortals. Obviously, if they are agents of autonomies, he would still have control over them in some way. But I don't think it's just like a mech suit for autonomy. Mm, yeah, I kind of see it in this case. To me, it seems more like the mech suit for autonomy. And it's a mech suit that only can exist on Scadrill in this form. That basically like Zay's left open. I think it's more like can be taken a clone of. army. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another good way of experiencing it. Just like, yeah, you can. I think of it as, I forget what his name is, but the villain from She-Ra who just has a bunch of clones of himself. There's mm-hmm. just a bunch of him, but he can also like take over any of them at any time, but they are not him necessarily. Understood. Yeah. It's like sort of a hive mind situation. Yeah. It's like consciousness can bounce between any of the clones, but they can also fully operate independently. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely how I would see this because of the metal necessary. Like if we're calling this a faceless immortal, maybe it doesn't need the same spike for sentience, but because that's how they're referring to it, my assumption is inside of this thing. There are two spikes of Yeah, but I think you're putting too much faith in their ability to, like, conceive of aliens. You know, like, obviously, you're going to look at this thing and your brain is going to label it something you know. Yes, exactly. And so I don't think we can just take their verbiage and be like, well, they say it's a faceless immortal, so I guess it's the same. Let me restate then. If this is actually a faceless immortal and has spikes within it that leans more to the mech suit type of argument that i was just making but if it is not that case that there's not metal allowing trell to come into these forms then it's more that avatar and we have no real concept of how that's being done or accomplished yeah exactly i'm going just like full alien thing that we don't know And I'm going with there's some metal connection here. That thing that we have seen and just quoted has some metal in it somehow. That's my guess. Tell us what you think, listeners. You can find us on all of your social media feeds, and you can also become a patron on Patreon. The Lost Metal coming out soon may already be out. That means we enter into our very normal, always happening hibernation period after a book release. Yes. So don't worry. We're going to give everyone time to read or listen however you like to take these stories in probably two to three weeks for this one, just because they are shorter books. And then after that, we will start a breakdown of The Lost Metal and everything that we've read and learned, etc., etc. In between those times, we'll probably have some 
filler episodes with some words of Brandon uh, or some updates on news around the Cosmere, things like that. So stay tuned. Happy reading. And until next time, life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. <laughs>